Right, Bush and Richie here with another podcast for you. Uh, yeah, we've got a hell of a show on the way involving uh, a bit of trouble to do with the tea towels. <laughs> that's See, a I, really, really generous way of putting it. That's the polite way of putting it. Basically, we've caused an HR issue with our tea towel. We're about to find out why. Someone's kicked off. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. It's Hometime with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio, Tuesday afternoon. I might have looked like an idiot leaving the house with an umbrella this, uh, this lunchtime. Okay. I tell you, if you're in if you're in London or the South East right now, I feel like I've made a good decision. Oh, if you've got complicated hair that takes a bit of gel in, you are in some serious trouble leaving work tonight. A uh, big story of the day, despite the weather, uh, is the Supreme Court uh, ruling that uh, the suspension of Parliament was unlawful. That's uh, so what everyone's talking about. However, that is not the part of the story that uh, Richie and I are going to be focusing on today. Uh, we are slightly more interested in Supreme Court President Lady Hale's amazing spider brooch. What an amazing brooch. Well, do, do you feel... I feel it stole the show a little bit, that <laughs> spider brooch. I think it stole the show. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, aside from what she was saying, you're absolutely right, it did. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. She was reading out the statement today, obviously with, with huge implications for democracy here in mm. the United Kingdom, etc. But I, I was just, like most people, just drawn to this, uh, what, seven or eight-inch gemmed kind of dazzling spider on her left lapel. In fairness, very accuracy to the size of house spiders at this time in the United Kingdom. They're everywhere at the moment, they aren't are they? indeed. She's topical. Um, but she's very topical, <laughs> Lady Hales. But I was kind of uh, watching this thing earlier on and thinking to myself, I feel slightly sad about the fact that, and I think it's true to say, that the brooch market is specifically aimed at women. I think you could say it's skewed that way. It is skewed that way. It's a very uh, a diplomatic way to put it. Uh, and we were just thinking, maybe, maybe now is the time for us as home time show. We've done so well with the tea towel launch. They yesterday. went off like a <laughs> Without real hitch. success yesterday, didn't Without they? Without hitch. Maybe a line of brooches for men. Do you know what? It's not as absurd as you're thinking. I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones yeah. and um, the hand of the king has a special brooch that uh, he or she has to wear yeah. uh, in Game of Thrones. So, you know, Predominantly, the hand of the king is is a gentleman character. So you know that is first of all, you know, a very famous man that's wearing a brooch. I've never I've never watched the show, but if it's good enough for the Lannisters, it's good enough for us. <laughs> hey, that you know your Game of Thrones. That's impressive. Thank you very much. So we're going to do a product range. Like we said, the tea towels went down such a storm. Uh, what brooches could we release for men? Think about items that could be made into a brooch. For example, what about a bejeweled ornate set of goalposts? That would be amazing. On your, wouldn't it? on your lapel. Or is there any way in terms of uh, symbolism? to uh, put like a bad back into a brooch. Can we do a lower like lumbar pain? That's a great idea. Anything goes on this show and you can get in touch right now. 8, 12, 15 and reserve yours for this season. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Hometime with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. It's one Hometime show across seven different playlists of all the Absolute Radio stations. Choose your own music. Go on, give it a go. Have a listen to us through the Absolute uh, Radio app. You can choose whatever music you want to go with us. It's like choose your own adventure. Warlock of Firetop Mountain. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we love the spider brooch that Lady Hales was wearing today when she was reading out her Supreme Court ruling. Did you see that brooch? It was amazing. Uh, and here on Hometown, we want to launch a range of brooches for men. 
So why items would you like to see made into wearable male jewellery? Give us some things that we can craft and release as a product line. Uh, Paul has tweeted to say, I'd love to have a brooch with Leona Graham's face engraved on it. Look, we, oh, we, hold we on. are aware that uh, one of our colleagues uh, has an issue, a bit of a beef with us. Yep. We're going to address that and the tea towels a little bit later on. We'll be airing our dirty laundry on this show a little bit later on about that. Uh, Janie Whitney says, what about a bottle opener or a steam train? I would I would wear either. That's us fellas, isn't it? <laughs> You'd be happy as Larry with either of them. Yeah. Um, Phil in Glasgow says, how about a, a, a brooch of a can of WD-40? <laughs> I use that. Honestly, the, the amazing little spray WD-40 thing with the tiny nozzle at the end. I use that probably three or four times a week in our house. It's magic. And and do you always put like a little bit of kitchen towel on the other side and rub it down so people be none the wiser you've been doing it? No, I've never... That's a great little tip. Because otherwise it all leaks down, doesn't it? If you put too much on. That's very clever. I could talk to you about this, Ray. Yes. Don't worry, we won't. Uh, utility bills. Another one I'll just throw in the mixer there. Utility bills. L- little, for a little brooch for a fella. Utility bill. Going through the bill. <laughs> I always go through the bills. Okay. Phone bill. Okay. Can't do that anymore these days. <laughs> Maybe a parking space. Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Brooches for blo- When When's the last time you saw a fellow wearing a brooch? There should be... We should have loads of these. Aside from Game of Thrones, like I said earlier, not that often. So we want your suggestions as to... You know, obviously the tea towel has gone so well. We've had no turbulence with that. Let's get involved in the brooch market for fellas. But what are we going to do? Tim says, a diamond-encrusted pint glass and a kebab. <laughs> Dave says, how about a brooch of a glass with a bit of paper underneath to catch the spider That's in? very clever. Very good what he's done there. This here says, uh, brooch idea, a badly stacked dishwasher. No one's <laughs> put their name to that, so we don't know whether that's a guy coming in with that idea or, or not. I do. I'm going to put my hand up and say, I'm terrible at stacking the dishwasher. Don't have a dishwasher, but if I had one, I'd like to think I'd stack it well. I think you would stack it well. Thank you very people much. People either look like they do or they don't. <laughs> I think you look like you do stack it well. Right, hanging on on the line is Helen, who reckons she can help, because she uh, she's... She says she's got the skills to help us. Why is that, Helen? I've actually just finished doing a steam train on. <laughs> what, you make, you make brooches, Helen? I make lots of other jewellery, but mainly do steampunk and gothic jewellery. And um, one of my best sellers are brooches for men. So I could so get... Got, they're sort of winged brooches. So they've got wings on either side. And you can have like a steam train, you can have an airship, you can have an octopus. <laughs> What would you go for oh, out of those, Richie? So I've got a choice of steam, uh, steam, steam train, train, airship, uh, and an octopus. octopus. Um, <laughs> do you know what? For the uh, for the surrealness of it, if it's a dual winged brooch, I think I'd like to have a steam train on one side and an octopus on the other. I think the octopus would be a real conversation starter, like an icebreaker. Why have you got an well, octopus? What you could brooch? have, you could do a really big, uh, sort of big kraken that come out and attack all the boats. Oh, what the big kraken? Yeah, I'm doing actions of octopus tentacles coming out and everything. That sounds awesome. Well, we'll get Richie a brooch with a kraken on the front. <laughs> See what happens. What? Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Your ideas today have been brilliant. Uh, Spitfire pilot, plane, says someone. Chris and Pinner says, Bush and Richie, man brooch, a crumpled hanky for man flu. Like it. So poignant. <laughs> uh, Tim reckons he's got a good one. What is it, Tim? I reckon I should have a brooch which has got a wing thermostat on it set to 10 degrees. <laughs> What? I hate the heat in being on. So it's 10 degrees your kind of uh, figure that you stick around, yeah? Yeah, 10 degrees, not above that. No, <laughs> my wife, she, 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 wears, she wears her um, dressing gown, a duvet, everything, even in the middle of the summer. Uh, can I... Lounge, they're all cold. 
Tim, can I ask you what yeah. you think of Richie's uh, National Test Your Radiators Day that we were talking about yesterday? Oh, I think that's a good idea. Thank you, Tim. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you I thought you sound like a wise man, even if your uh, your thermostat is set even very low for me. <laughs> I th- I've got a feeling that hospitals <laughs> hospitals set their thermostats for 18 degrees. So he's, he's uh, <laughs> 10 degrees. No, how on it? He is 8 degrees lower than a hospital. 8 degrees colder than a hospital. Unbelievable. So you're saving the planet. That's what I'm doing. Saving the planet. <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. This time yesterday, uh, I was talking to you about how it was National Test Your Radiator Day. Right. Uh, and uh, it didn't necessarily go down well with everybody here in the studio, you may remember. In fact, let me just take you back 24 hours. Remember this? We're not having National Test Your Radiators Day as a thing. Don't make us hemorrhage listeners this, on the network, Richie. This is a show that debates whether today is the day to turn the central heating on and test your radiators. Do you I need put to... it to you that it is. Do you need to test them? Yes, you do, because otherwise you will wait maybe a couple of weeks, then it'll be chilly, you'll turn it on, there'll be air pockets in there, and it'll oh. all go wrong. You call out your plumber and they're all busy. Test your radiator day. Not having it at all. 23rd of September every year. Not right. having it at all was the quote I heard there. Yeah. How was your morning? It's not been a great morning. What happened? <laughs> Boiler packed in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the gym, got home, thought I'd stick the sun heating on for the first time and have a shower. Boiler packed in. <laughs> it couldn't have got any worse. That, my friend... That's unbelievable. ...is what they call in the business central heating karma. I really am absolutely gutted. I think there's a certain level of industrial sabotage going on there for you to make your point. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. I need your help. I'm going to ask you a question right now, actually, and you can, you can be brutally honest because I'm aware of my own weaknesses. OK. What would you say my, my standard dressing style was? Oh, standard dressing. You've got an element of smart here. Thank you. I would say, but you are uh, a man that's would wheel out the chinos at the drop of a hat, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? I, I'll take that as high praise because the problem I've got ahead of tomorrow, that could help. I've been invited to something that has... Uh, well, let me look at the invite here. It's described as uh, a lunch at the Sporting Club. Sporting Club? It's being held in, in London's Mayfair, which is not really a region that I, I head to too much. Very hoity-toity. Right up the other end of... The the, uh, of the old uh, Monopoly board. It is. But it's a charity lunch tomorrow yeah. with one of Arsenal's greatest ever players, Tony Adams. Oh, wow, that's quite yeah, cool. exactly. 12.30, Mayfair, lo- businessman's lunch at the sport. Does this say me? Well, no, no offence, but no. <laughs> it doesn't really, does it? It, it always reminds me of when I, when I was a, a waiter back in Devon, uh, I used to serve at the Rotary Club. Every, uh, yeah. you know, they serve them all these like businessmen and bankers yeah. and that. He used to serve them like s- uh, steaks and everything like that. Yeah. Is it a rotary? Is it rotary club type thing? I think it's got a whiff of that kind of thing. Whiff, I- I'm, I'm going to find out more when I get there tomorrow. But here's my concern. Right now, what am I wearing? I'm wearing some faded black uh, trainers. I've got a black pair of jeans on that have got a stain from some enchiladas I had a few nights ago. Yeah. And what best would be described as a green lumberjack shirt. You look like a modern take on Jack and the Beanstalk. Thank you very much. Uh, that's not going to. What do you cut wear the for these kind of things? You know, a, a daytime during the week, 
charity kind of business lunch. This is not my scene. This is why I'm worried for you because of the whole kind of Rotary Club thing. Because I remember there being like loads of rules and regulations, and so, a little bit like the, the Masons. Do you know what I mean? Like Freemasons. It's not that. But it's, is it secret handshakes? If you wear the wrong thing, you won't be allowed in. Like some kind of reverse nightclub. I hope not. Well, I, I wouldn't Tony, want that for you. Tony Adams there. If, if you frequent this kind of thing and you can you can help me with the dress code, because I think when you get dress codes wrong, oh. that is when you are in dangerous territory in life. You nearly said a bad word, and I, <laughs> I respect you from veering away from it. Yeah. One more time, then. What is it technically classed as? Well, it's, it's a sportsman's lunch. What would you wear to a sportsman's lunch? Actually, what should he wear? Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. They do seem to be all out to try and uh, ruin it for you tomorrow. I wish I like I'd that. never asked for your, your dress code advice for this sportsman's lunch. This is the kind of stuff that's coming in from Mick. Perhaps Richie could just go in a jock strap. That'd be nice. Do that. Jay in Aylesbury, full tennis whites with socks up the shins and a McEnroe headband. <laughs> uh, maybe if they bring you the wrong starter, say you cannot be serious. Uh, Pete in Plymouth, definitely full cricket whites with helmet and full pads honest I've been to loads of these uh, what about channeling Chris Eubank <laughs> he's got the whole sportsman's kind of thing like a country gent mixed with Dick Whittington he does have sartorial <laughs> elegance I'll give you that Yvonne in Crouchen probably the most helpful of the lot chinos are okay but with a blazer shirt and tie otherwise got to be suited and booted I might go close to that I'd have to say well I mean there's a lot of people asking what is a sportsman's lunch I would call the venue and ask them a sportsman's lunch does sound like something from the viz <laughs> I'd want further clarification, my friends. <laughs> I guess one of the other questions that I would like to hear answers to right now is, is, is tales of your dress code disasters. There is nothing worse than oh. when you've, you, you, you've convinced yourself that you're going to something and you dress properly for it and you yep. get there and immediately... Before your eyes, you realise this is a disaster. It suddenly dawns on you. Dress code's gone wrong, please. Tell us what happened to you. 8, 12, 15 to text us. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, which recommended mobile provider for nine years running. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Have you got it wrong when you had to dress a certain way? Nick in Q says, guys, when I was 11, I started a new school which had a non-uniform day on bonfire night. I got the idea that this meant dress up, so I dressed up as Guy Fawkes, full outfit, hat, tights, fake moustache, even a piece of paper that I'd spent ages burning the edges and writing the plans for the House of Parliament, which I carried with me. I got to school and everyone was wearing jeans and T-shirts. Oh, that's amazing. Look, check out the new kid. <laughs> uh, Ryan's hanging on. Uh, tell us about your fail. Ryan? <laughs> Invited to a friend of mine's party. My mum spent ages dressing me up as George Michael, and then uh, yeah, we turned up to the party to uh, my friend's mum looking on in utter horror at the fact that she'd uh, completely got the date wrong. <laughs> oh, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, queuing lots of tears and uh, yeah, going home to mum and dad to try my vigil. Imagine going home in the car dressed as George Michael and you got it completely wrong, just sobbing. But I'll say one thing, obviously the friend's mum looked at you and knew immediately he's come as George Michael. Well, yes, he did know that, but obviously I've never listened to him since. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold the grudge against George just because of that. It wasn't his fault. It's not George's fault. Absolute Radio. 
asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. The Hometime Show with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio on a Tuesday night. The kind of guys that, uh, you know, sometimes you sit opposite someone on a train, they've got some cantalago and you think, I oh, either going to talk to me. <laughs> That's us. I hope you enjoying the music so Very far. Very accurate. Uh, Dean in North London on the subject of uh, dress code failures uh, that we want to hear from you about. 8, 12, 15 to Texas. Says, Bush, Richie, my old company had a box at the new Arsenal Emirates Stadium. Ooh. I was invited for one of their first home games. No one said anything about the dress code, so I turned up for a football match wearing trainers, jeans and my Arsenal shirt. No, no, no. Every man was suited and booted. Ladies wearing types of evening dresses oh do you know what maybe you should do that tomorrow cat amongst the pigeons full replica kit <laughs> even do, boots and shinies not doing that not doing that do you know what my, my dad my dad Nigel is the king of uh, getting the dress code wrong kind of not through his own uh, uh, fault actually probably more to the fact that he, he leaves it to my mum to get all of right. his stuff together so it, his laziness has got into these situations one family christening one family funeral uh, in order in Liverpool first the christening uh, he accidentally picked up my brother's charity shop pinstripe suit from his student <laughs> union days. So it looked like my dad had hit hard times. Honestly, everything was full off. It was really bad. And then the funeral, uh, my mum picked up my little sister's school shirt. She was like 11 at the yeah. time. So he couldn't wear it because it was too small. So he then had to wear his uh, bright pink like bus driver's style shirt. He looked like he was a pimp. It was a massively inappropriate thing to wear at a funeral. So my dad, Nige, leading the line on wrong dress wear. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Somebody will become the first lucky winner, lucky recipient wow. of a brand new Hometime with Bush and Richie tea towel. That's right. Uh, we were very excited yesterday. Not only was this the first show that you know, it was going to be broadcast home time across the Absolute Radio network, the Decade Stations, and we're meeting you, some lovely new listeners and everything, but we were also excited because the, the tea towels had arrived. We spent a lot of time. Blood, uh, sweat and tears went into Absolutely. those tea towels. Absolutely, all of them. If that doesn't put you off. <laughs> uh, and we designed the tea towels ourselves, so we've drawn these little pictures of, of stuff that's to do with the first year of the show, really, ranging from... Give a couple of examples of stuff on there, Richie. Uh, the Wear Coyote is on there uh, the uh, the 40 inch pizza challenge is on there uh, me face down in the bath <laughs> and uh, in the bottom right the bottom right of the tea towel the greatest of all time the goat Leona Graham so I tried my best to draw a picture of Leona and the problem is she absolutely hates it listen to the voicemail she left for us overnight hello Bush and Richie this is Leona I've just seen a bunch of tweets about your home time tea towel what on earth have you done to me I'm getting loads of messages saying I look like Noddy Holder and Oscar Wilde. Let me tell you, I do not look like that. I'm not happy about this. Phone me back when you get this. Unbelievable. And the, the, the thing is, you lot are not helping us on Twitter because people are taking that photo and then putting it next to who they reckon she looks like. Uh, so far, we've had Baldrick, Alan Davis, Carlos Puyol, Brian May and David Essex. I have to, I have to say my personal my personal favourite is Alan Davis. Jo- Leona Graham as Jonathan Creek is absolutely brilliant. We need to keep a lid on this because she can cause some big trouble for us, that's for sure. Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
Acutely aware, because we're very excited that uh, some of you are new to this show as we uh, arrive on all of the Absolute Radio stations. Uh, some of you have been suffering it for a year now, but something we do on Tuesdays is the final hour of the show is called Tombola Tuesdays. We have a Tuesday Tombola in it, 100 balls, and each of those balls is aligned to a random phone-in topic. We had to sit there and write every single one of them, then draw them onto a ball. Can you imagine what the phone-ins are like between 80 and 100? <laughs> they get a bit weird. <laughs> and we've even buffed the uh, tombola up with a kind of gold spray paint. Yeah, That's really cool. It's beautiful. Uh, last couple of weeks, lighthouses, coach trips. Brilliant. Those are the topics that have come out. We've had, we've had a great time, guys. It's time to fire her up. Let's fire her up, spin her up and see what happens. I'm going to say fire her up. It's just my left hand. But hey, that can fire things up. Okay. Say stop. Stop. Just opening the hatch of destiny. You are doing all of that with one hand. I know, left. I did say. It's very strange, though, that you've specifically all with just one hand. Okay. That's the kind of man I am. 63! Number 63, and what phone-in does that pertain to? Musical instruments. Oh, we want your musical instrument stories, please. You can go any which way with it. Like, for example, I used to play the clarinet up to grade three at school. The day I stopped playing was when I had to do a carol concert with someone's dad at a school carol concert, and he played so fast I mimed the entire thing. Brilliant. Never played clarinet again. Now, here's the thing. At the end of the show, come seven o'clock, the call about musical instruments that amuses us the most will be the winner the first ever home time tea towel. Uh, it's not quite, but it nearly is a Banksy. <laughs> 8, 12, 15, your musical instrument stories, please, for ball number 63. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Home Time with Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio, one of the most technically advanced shows on the radio right now with one show across seven playlists and we devote the final hour of the show to a tombola. A Tuesday tombola and Joe the worst thing is when you commit yourself to a quite a razzmatazz piece of showbiz music as its bed as its theme tune when you don't get very many texts in it mocks you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We've picked ball number 63 from our Tuesday Tombola, which means musical instruments. We want your musical instrument stories. The best one tonight, I feel like we need to underline this because clearly it must have got lost in the airwaves. The best story tonight is going to win the first ever home time tea towel that so, only arrived yesterday. Exactly. These are literally hot off the press. So think about it. All of your anecdotes that you tell at cocktail parties, if you got one about a musical instrument, one that's a belter. One that you think could, in our judgment, win you a home-time tea towel. A special depiction of Leona Graham, exactly. bottom right. You can see it for yourself. 8, 12, 15, get in touch. Davy in Newcastle, your one about band camp and a flute is not winning you a tea towel. Not in a million years, you mucky so-and-so. 8, 12, 15, win yourself that tea towel. Home-time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, putting you first with award-winning customer service. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. 
It was going a bit slow to start with. We were panicking a little bit. It's picked up. It has picked up. I think that's because we did remind them they're playing for the first ever home time tea towel. No matter how many of these we give away during the course of this, the life of this show, you'll always be the first ever winner. Exactly. Which is a hell of a thing. Uh, right, Maria in Huddersfield says, when I was 13, I used to get a manicure from my guitar teacher every lesson. I never bothered to keep my nails, as he said they had to be in order to play the guitar because I'd only just stopped biting them, and I liked the fact they were long. No further, no further detail of the story there. Just that—that's weird. That. No, she just says Maria in Huddersfield. I'm a classic rock listener. Okay, stands to reason. Uh, any other stories about that? Let us know. Eight, twelve, fifteen. We've got. Um, concerned. I'm concerned. I feel I need to put a number at the end, like at the end of EastEnders. Guitar teacher giving manicures. That's What's going on there? Multi-talented, but unnecessary. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones and speak to. I thought to... you needed nails to play the guitar. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you don't want to be manicuring them. That's like your driving instructor doing your feet for you. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Put them in like a foot spa. Uh, let's go to the phones and say uh, hello to Melanie. Uh, tell us your musical instrument story. So when I was in my teens, I used to play the classical guitar and I was playing it one evening at home. I then stopped to watch an episode of The Simpsons. I had the plectrum still in my hand. A part came on that I laughed so hard at that when I breathed in, it shot out of my fingers and got lodged in my throat. Um, I started to um, projectile vomit. My body went into trying to get it out of my system. I had to run downstairs to my mum. She didn't know what was going on. Uh, I had to write hospital on a bit of paper. So she rushed me down to A&E. And then they couldn't get it on an x-ray because it was plastic and I couldn't tell them what had happened. And then they had to spray and numb my nose and I had to have a microscopic camera put up my nose and down my throat. Oh, my God, this is harrowing. A <laughs> couple of questions that oh. come straight to mind. One, do you still play the guitar? And two, can you still watch The Simpsons? <laughs> um, I don't still play the guitar. I now play the violin because I don't think I'll breathe the bow in. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I've got to the stage now where, even though you're talking to me, like in the cartoons, your head's turned into a pork chop with ice. <laughs> I'm, star- I'm starving. <laughs> I almost want to, like, find out what people are having for their tea. Ribs. Oh, that's a, that's, that really hurts. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> oh, it's Tom well, Tuesday. Fine. Let's plough on. Tom Valor Tuesday. <laughs> So we picked ball number 63 out of our golden tombola. Uh, if you missed it earlier on, we've got 100 different random phone-in topics. Uh, each one pertains to a different ball in the tombola. Ball 63 was musical instrument stories. The winner, the person who comes up with the best story, is going to win the first ever hometime tea towel. Ian in Newcastle texts, I played the viola up to distinction grade three. Wow. That's quite a boast. The awkward time came when football practice and orchestra practice fell on the same night. I told my then music teacher that I would no longer be going to orchestra. (laughs) She laughed it off and said she'd see me at orchestra on Wednesday. When I wasn't at orchestra on Wednesday... Brinkmanship. She decided to come to the football pitches and make me go to orchestra in my football stuff. The PE teacher was scared of the music teacher. He just let her. Music teachers were the worst. 
I got dropped from the school football team. Wow. In a Newcastle. What a mo- like moral... It's almost like Aesop's fables, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I would say the hierarchy of fear... I would say home economics teachers, quite scary. Music yeah. teachers just under there as well. Yeah, CDT teachers, right down the bomb. Right down the bomb. Mild. Just, but run rings around them. Yeah. <laughs> I love this one from Paul. Hi, guys. On a school orchestra tour de France, we managed to smuggle home a number of flick knives. Well, flick combs. Do you remember these? I, we had them when we had a French exchange I do remember well. the flick combs from France, yes. Uh, too law-abiding to bring back real ones. After a few packets of cigarettes as well, all of this was hidden inside the tuba. <laughs> Even the tuba player didn't know until the next band practice when he tried to play it. That was 40 years ago. <laughs> That's amazing. It's good. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Matt from Cardiff says, when I was in primary school, I decided to take up the violin as it got you out of class for a while. Everyone was at the same level when we started, but I soon got left behind due to a massive lack of interest. <laughs> After about six months of lessons, nobody had noticed that I'd been pretending to play the whole time. Rather than just give up and go back to class, I continued to pull the wool over everyone's eyes and carry on with my false playing. This was fine until one day my violin teacher asked me to do a solo ready for grading. I had to go on stage and play, but obviously this couldn't happen. <laughs> So I arrived on stage with my violin in hand and I had to admit to the whole school that I couldn't play. <laughs> I think my teacher looked more embarrassed than I did. I can't even look at a violin now. Awesome. Ouch. Clayton is hanging on to tell us his story. I, I think this is going to be about an amazing instrument. Clayton, go for it. Uh, well, basically, I think I was about 10 or 11 and somehow got this quite bizarre job uh, helping a, an old guy tune church organs. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which, uh, so it was a bit bizarre. I can't remember how I got into it. And, um, yeah, quite quite a tedious job. So me and a friend, just before a Sunday service, we basically smuggled in a couple of pocketfuls of ping-pong balls. <laughs> and just before the um, service started, of course, but he hit all the... Hit all the right notes and they all shot out the top. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been like a ten-gun salute then, first thing in the church. Something like that, but um, it didn't take uh, a genius to work out who, who had done it, so uh, we were put before the congregation and made to apologise. <laughs> Although uh, I think most of them, including the uh, reverend, kind of gave a... Um, a sneaky smile so they saw the funny side you've just it's given just a lot of prospective uh, best men at weddings uh, yeah. a good idea great idea absolutely absolute radio the hometime podcast with bush and richie it's what happens when you take out all the music travel news regular news and adverts from the show unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking I'd have to say, looking back on today's show, regarding yesterday's show, yeah. you know, looking in context, I think today's show, we've cruised along dual carriageway 65 miles an hour. Yep. Yesterday's show was uh, built up street, 30 miles an hour, choke out, splattering a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's good tomorrow, under a mile an hour, no bird ring. Or we might end up pulling over at Keel Services. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, the podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course it won't be for everyone, so they can stick it up their bum. 
Thank you for listening. The podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course, it won't be for everyone. So stick it up your bum.